Sharon Eam, bringing the truth of our stolen history. The mothership has landed. She is your modern-day Noah's Ark, bringing knowledge and understanding of your lost past. Get ready for enlightenment with eyes can see. tuning in and uh, coming on and sharing this this time with me. Um, I'm here to give you information about our stolen history as to who Africans, African Americans of the African uh, transatlantic slave trade, who they really are. So tell your friends and all your neighbors to come in and uh, sit down with me and let's all learn about our stolen history and our stolen identity as well so that we can know how all of this happened to us, who we are as a people and why conditions and situations are like they are in our lives. So today's topic will be witchcraft ruling over African-Americans of the transatlantic slave trade. And uh, we want to bless this word with prayer. So we're going to uh, say a little prayer, and then I will give you Isaiah 61, 1 through 3, because that is who you are, African-Americans and Hebrews of the transatlantic slave trade who went out into... Uh, who were affected by this uh, exile starting in 68 AD. So thank you, Father, for blessing me with this platform that I may be able to teach your children with the information that you've given me to give to them as to how to discover their true identity and their lost history of who they are as a people, and not just as the label that was given to them that keeps them lost and confused as to who they are truly as a people in bondage and in captivity. Thank you, Father, that this knowledge will awaken your people as to who they are, that we may learn to grab a hold of your word, Father, because that's what it's going to take to get to release us out of these uh this this thing that's over our lives this this 400 year punishment of the uh um uh, of Deuteronomy 28 all of the curses that pertain to De Deuteronomy 28 that is over our lives thank you father for giving us your word to speak over this thing 
that is attacking our lives because we're at the end of a thing. Thank you, Father, for your children learning who they are and whose they are. That no other person can refute that word or tell them there's something that they are not. Because they will stand up according to your word as to who we are as your children in Jesus' name. And Isaiah 60, uh, 61, 1 through 3. The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because the Lord hath anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He hath sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to them that are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion, to give unto them beauty for ashes, the oil of joy, for mourning the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he might be glorified. And as we get on with this word, we really, you know, I really want to um, let you, you all know that uh, I, I'm speaking on witchcraft you know, uh, ruling over African-Americans, you know, and the transatlantic slave trade. How did all of this get to be like this, you know? And I wanted to really, you know, do a teaching about those postcards that I saw of the hangings of, 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 of black people that came through, enslaved black people that came through the transatlantic slave trade. You know how they use these pictures. So, you know, that that gave me an idea. Let me tell you guys how all this actually happened. You know, how we were bought through the slave trade and how all these things were assigned to us, everyone. Okay, so this is how white America used pictures of hangings. You know, how they, they distributed body parts, you know, among themselves as souvenirs after, you know, the person was hung and they were dead, okay? Then they just cut off parts of their flesh, you know, parts of their body parts, you know, to give to all who wanted them, you know? And then their children and their women witnessed and celebrated these things, you know? Who could stomach a hanging? You know, of a people who did nothing to them, you know. Um, and uh, 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 as I wanted to let everybody know, people are not born with racism or hatred. This is something that is taught. You don't come from the womb hating anyone. It is something that is taught to you. So if your heart is wrong, it don't like people. Because of skin color and hair differences and any other differences, you know, then it shows what your heart is about. And that's what you teach, you know, your children. That's what, you know, uh, uh, goes on in your household, you know, because all of this is about a hard matter, you know. So anyway, let's see how witchcraft, sex and slavery was used to enslave our people. And how it is still perpetuated, you know, those things that were spoken over us, saying that we are a people, you know, who were evil and all this thing. So 
to get us through what has happened to our people. I'm going to tell y'all something. We going to need this Bible. Reason why? They took us. Uh-oh, I'm, I'm being like Donald Trump, y'all, holding the Bible up upside down. <laughs> Don't want to do that one because I read my word, okay? It's a sword. This is a spiritual sword you're going to have to have. Uh-oh, I was right, y'all. There you go. Okay, you're going to have to have your spiritual sword in order to know what happened to us and how all of this happened. You're going to have to have this apocryphal book because it's going to explain to you what this, you know, leaves off as, you know, parts of a story because our lives are in these books, y'all. How this all happened to us and why this all happened to us is in these two books. This book was born out of these two books to show you guys what has happened and how it has happened. Buy this book, you guys, because it has over 200 color pictures of how we used to look back in the day, y'all. So that you can see that, that we started off as a black people and that all of this was taken from us. And even in 1 Maccabees uh, 3 and 48, it tells us how, you know, black became white in the Bible. It tells us how all of these things happened. So you're going to need your sword and you're going to need this apocryphal book, which, is a, which came out of this sword in order for us to know how witchcraft was involved, you know, and how it has potency and how it works, you know, especially over unsuspecting people. It works, you know? So in order for you to counteract, you know, those evil things, you know, a, a, a magic that we weren't told about, you know, how, how to counteract this thing, you're going to need the word of God. To speak over those things. You know words are spirit and they are life. You're going to need a spiritual weapon. And I'm going to show you some of your spiritual tools that you're going to need in order to get out of this thing. You know, because we have power also. We are made in the image of Jesus. We have, we, we basically we are little Jesuses, y'all. We have a sword in our mouth. Which is, again, the word of God, y'all. So you're going to have to know how to use this word, you know, to combat this, this, this spiritual witchcraft that is over us. Come on, y'all. Follow me. Follow me. Follow me with this thing. So witchcraft is a big part of slavery. Before our people left the ports of Africa... They were sent around a tree of forgetfulness so that we would forget, you know, our memory of who we were, y'all. Did y'all know these things? That, that was the first part of witchcraft that was worked on us, okay? So, uh, it was a magic that has lasted for 400 years, everybody. From, from things that were spoken of us when we were sent around this tree of forgetfulness, y'all. I told y'all in Psalms 83, it tells you that the nations around us got together to separate us from our 
identity to separate us from our name, y'all. When we look back to Africa, we don't even feel Africa in our very beings. We don't know what Africa meant to us. We don't know what languages we spoke. We don't know anything about ourselves from that time period because it's too far removed. That's time's gone past, y'all. So people can say anything, they can make up anything, they can, they can do what they want to do with our history and with us as a people, you know? They, they can form us into whatever they want us to be, pretty much what they did. They told lies. Satan instituted lies. He put lies out there about us and people grabbed them. These people didn't know anything about Africans. I mean... Even when it came to them making maps of the continent of Africa, y'all, when they went in to, 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 to you know, uh, take Af Africa apart, you know, to part the lands and give to, you know, how they were cut, carving up Africa, you know, claiming different lands for themselves. They left out a bunch of rivers and mountains and all kinds of stuff, you know, to uh, 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 chart where we came from. You know, as what the landmass looked like. They made those maps into what they wanted them to be. Not what they truly were. Come on, y'all. This is a big disguise that was pulled over us. And then we were given an identity. Okay? None of this is, is, is actually true about us. We have to research what is said about us. And then follow the breadcrumbs that were left. For us to find our way back to our true selves and not to the identity that they have given us. Okay? So, now is the time to, to um, deactivate, you know, uh, all this stuff that was spoken over us. All this witchcraft that was done to us. Now is the time because we have a speaker, y'all. We have a speaker. And we must speak out. You know, what the word of God says about us and not what man says about us. Okay, this thing of 400 years that we're connected to, that just ended over our lives. There are only one group of people in the world who went through this thing. And you can find yourselves, yourselves in the word of God because it don't pertain to nobody else but you. Okay, that came through the transatlantic slave trade. So that's how you find yourselves. All right. So. It says, um, now is the time to deactivate these things. Just as the Gentiles have had an unfair advantage over us economically, y'all, because of a system that was designed and, and, and put in place for this thing to happen. Without these things being, being in place, the effects would have worn off before time. So, they had to put these things in place to keep this thing perpetual and generational, you know, to, to keep, you know, uh, 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 you know, to keep turning over in our lives, to keep going from generation to generation. These lies, you know, what do a lie do to you? A lie can destroy your character, you know? So that's what it did to us. It destroyed us as a people, the lies of Satan. He put these influences in these people's head and they grabbed it with their hearts and with passion. They did these things to us. So this is Satan's doing to make the whole world mistreat Yahweh's children without their knowledge of it now. So we got to, we, we got to realize Satan is crafty. This is his job. 
He wants to take all of mankind down, even the ones that are working for him. He wants to take them with him. He knows his time is short. He knows what is going to happen with him. So he used magic, y'all, magic in taking us in, in, in you know, uh, uh, putting us in this punishment and in, 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 in fulfilling this punishment over us that Yahweh said would happen to our people. You know, he put this in the hearts of the people that came and, 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 and got us, who came and enslaved us. He put these evil things in their heart and they acted upon them. Okay, so uh, the Gentiles would then blame. Okay, wait a minute. It says sexual abuse was also used in breaking our people's spirit as all of this went down. The Gentiles would then throw the blame for these rapes on our people being naked because they said that we were savages. And, and 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 now that that we were their property, these are the reasons that these things happen. They it, it's like they are not, you know, they they don't want any responsibility of doing this to us. They want to put all of this on us as if this is our fault, our ancestors' fault for them doing these things to us. Okay, so uh, that's why you have a sense, you know, of of uh, people nowadays saying. Oh, that happened in, in times past. That Nobody's alive that slavery happened to. Well, first of all, we are all descendants of either slaves or descendants of colonial uh, uh, colonialism, you know, co colonizers. That you're either on one side or the other of this thing. Either, you know, uh, you participated in slavery or you were a part of slavery, you know, as being enslaved. So uh, this, so they want to say, oh, these people are not alive. These people, so so why do we have to, you know, pay for what what you know uh, uh, what was done before, you know, our time? Because these are your ancestors. These are these are your, you know, your descendants of that mindset. That mindset came forth through you. So yes. You have to pay for, you know, what your ancestors did if you're not standing up for righteousness. Everybody has a choice in this thing. Either you're going to stand up for what is right and you're going to help dismantle racism. You're going to tear it apart because you don't want no parts of it. You know, you don't, you're not, you're owning it up to the point of saying, I don't want this anymore. I don't want to participate this in 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 this anymore that this is what my ancestors did so i'm taking a stand to go against what my ancestors did okay so everybody has a choice in this thing it is a hard matter it is it it is it boils down to what is your heart truly about are you about you know um doing what your ancestors did are you, you know, a part of what, are you a part of what your ancestors were about? Or are you moving forward and trying to, you know, dismantle racism? So, again, an unfair label was given to our people of being overly sexed because our men had large penises and the women's nakedness was exposed, which allowed them to be raped. It was another weapon used 
to further debase our people and break their spirits by bringing them through the middle passage naked. So I pulled up some articles, uh, uh, you know, to give you further information on what happened, you know, uh, what their excuses was of why witchcraft, sexuality, and all that stuff was used, you know, to enslave us. So this is an article by Face to Face. And Elizabeth Ofosua Johnson was the staff writer on this piece. And she gave five ways African men were sexually exploited and abused by their white masters, but I only took one. And so basically it says there's, there was also no physical evidence to show that, that the men were actually being raped as they did not get pregnant or show physical hurt. Mm. Uh, they showed a little physical hurt because I'm pretty sure when it first happened, it wasn't a pleasant experience. So they walked around limping or it was kind of painful to walk around. I'm pretty sure. So they showed some signs of physical hurt, but you know, uh, that's neither here nor there. But the raping of enslaved men were very common in the Southern U.S. and Cuba, where it was a huge part of the slave system. Uh, by the Spanish people, y'all. Hmm. So, we see who are the biggest pedophiles, y'all. Spanish people. And not the black ones. Uh, the white ones who took us into slavery. Uh, many enslaved men were raped on ships and at secret sex farms and seasoned plantations for homosexual slave owners which were very popular in the Caribbeans. They were also killed if they rebelled. The rape of enslaved men was an open secret for several years during the slave trade days. Enslaved men were also forced to have sex with their master's wives when masters were away. Many of these white mistresses used their African male slaves who exhibited great physique and strength. In general, the rape of enslaved men was overlooked because the issue of rape became very gender biased. Shockingly, the raping of enslaved men was a prevalent was as prevalent as the raping of enslaved women. However, the issue of enslaved men as rape victims has been mainly undiscovered due to the fact that men are generally shy to voice out that they have been raped by male merchants or their owners. Aside from being shy, the issue of enslaved men being raped was not believable because many of the men that raped them were married or had several girlfriends. You can best believe they wise knew what was going on. And uh, let's, let's look at another one. Uh, this is from Wikipedia. Uh, and this is on a history of nudity. Slaves for sale were often displayed naked to allow buyers to inspect them for defects or to symbolize that they lacked the right to control their own bodies. These were the deep, dark fantasies. These were their deep, dark fantasies because many of them were homosexuals regardless to being married. They had rather blame the enslaved people rather than to deal with their own insatiable sexual appetites. Okay, now here's another one from thoughtco.com. Why Africa called 
called The Dark Continent. So this is by Angela Topsfield. And she wrote this, I updated it July 21st, 2020. Africa was seen by the explorers as an erotically and psychologically powerful place of darkness. One that could be, one that could only be cursed by a direct application of Christianity. Oh, one that could only be cured, cured y'all, by a direct application of Christianity and of course, capitalism. Geographer Lucy Jaros described this state and unstated belief clearly. Africa was seen as a primeval, bestial, reptilian, or female entity to be tamed, enlightened, guided, open, and pierced by white European males through Western science, Christianity, civilization, commerce, and colonialism. Now you see how they put all these labels on us and then they even said that we were like reptilian? Uh, no, not at all. Satan spawned all these lies. Now reptilian people who we can read a book, The 13th Tribe by uh, uh, Arthur Kosler, who says that these particular people called Kasarian people, Khazar people, y'all, the people, their neighbors around them in the land called them, uh, 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 let me get their right name, called them like reptile people, called them, uh, 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 dang, what name did I want? Snake people. They called them snake people. That's the name I wanted to say. Snake people which is a form of reptilian people. And reptilians uh, comes from uh, when, you, when you're speaking of people and you're speaking of what happened to us in slavery, these people are said to be a part of Satan's kingdom and a part of the fallen angels, okay? So that's how you get these mindsets, these corrupted mindsets, because they are part of Satan's kingdom and they are part of the fallen angels. So these people have put on us what were a part of their characteristics. They tried to make a part of our characteristics. Not even. Not even close. This, this no way, you know, says that this is who we are as a people. So they did all this ugly stuff. All of these lies Satan put on us to make these people paint this, this picture in people's heads about the type of people that we were that came through slavery. Okay? Uh, so by the 1870s and 1880s, European traders, officials, and adventurers were going to Africa to seek, seek their fame and fortune. And recent development and weaponry gave these men significant power in Africa. When they abused that power, especially in the Congo, Europeans blamed the dark continent rather than themselves. Come on, y'all. Always got to cast, cast the blame on somebody else instead of, you know, them accepting that they're foul people. Uh, foul. In the mind, they're foul. Period. African, uh, Africa, they say, 
was what supposedly brought out the savagery in a man. Wow. Okay, so the myth today. Race does, does lie at the heart of this myth, but it is not about skin color. The myth of the dark continent referred to the savagery that Europeans said was endemic to Africa. And even the idea to its lands were unknown came from erasing centuries of pre-colonial history, contact, and travel across Africa. So, um, okay, so from Blackburn, I got this part from BlackburnCenter.org. And it is, it was written February 20th of 2019. The historical roots of sexualization of black women and men. So this article says, during the era slavery in the United States, the idea that black women had insatiable appetites for sex was used to justify the rape of enslaved women by their owners. For owners, this practice have the added effect of producing additional enslaved people. Under the law of the time, under laws of the time, any child born to an enslaved person would be also be enslaved. As a result, an owner would be able to increase his personal wealth through committing horrific crimes. Because enslaved people were considered property, enslaved women could not legally be raped under the law at the time. In contrast, enslaved men who engaged in relations with white women, whether consensually or forcibly, would be put to death if they were caught. So Benin, 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 that's Benin of Africa, y'all, dark past of slavery. Okay, going to another article. By Sue Branford from BBC News, Benin. Few tourists reach Benin, yet this West African nation has a remarkable story to tell about one of the most shameful episodes in history. A monument in Benin depicts slaves being led away in chains. A massive arched gateway, some 50 feet high, stands alone on the edge of one of the loveliest beaches in West Africa. It is, it is a striking and in many ways a beautiful structure facing out across the Atlantic Ocean towards South, Af uh, South America. Yet it is also bleak beyond words. Etched across the top of the arch are two long lines of naked chained men disappearing into the sea called the gateway of no return. It is a monument to the hundreds of thousands of Africans who were forced into slave boats on this beach, never to return. Not surprisingly, really, as the monuments come to an end of a harrowing two-mile trek from Quita. Today, Quita is, is an attractive town. The spiritual capital of Benin, with a thriving culture centered on voodoo religion, see witchcraft again, y'all. Very much a part of the of, of of that slave trade, and very much a part of working in people's lives today, because Satan was given this time in history in order, you know, to um, enslave the world, y'all. 
through his means, you know, of the lies that he told. He went out and deceived the whole world as to who the true people are. You know, who, who Yahweh's true children are. You know, and um, voodoo, voodoo, witchcraft, and all of that was given to control man, y'all, through Satan's through through Satan's way. You know, this is Satan's way for him, for him using the spirit ram on us as a people. Now, again, I tell y'all, this all goes back to the story of Job. Read the story of Job, chapter one and chapter two, where God says, where you going, Satan? You know, what, what you been up to, Satan? I'm paraphrasing y'all. He asked Satan what he been up to. Satan said, I'm going back and forth throughout the earth seeking whom I can devour, you know, because he had already pretty much, you know, uh, uh, gotten the rest of the people in the world. He hadn't gotten Job yet, though, because see, Job belonged to God. God wanted to brag on Job. So in the same way, he took Job through, you know, the testings of, you know, uh, uh, showing Satan he can't have all mankind. There's a certain part of mankind that have been set aside for Yahweh, and that's his children. Although they are afflicted by the things that Satan do, they Satan can't have them because they're set apart for God. Okay? So it doesn't I mean it doesn't matter if man don't understand this. And I know that that a lot of people say, Well, why do you use Job? Why you use that verse and that scripture of, 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 of Job? Job was a righteous man. Well, okay, y'all. Let's look at this thing. What did black people do to anybody in the world to be treated the way that they were treated? Uh, when you say that they were righteous in that they had done nothing to no one other than we did break our commandment to Yahweh. That's what we did. Okay. And that's what we are being punished for because we did do what Yahweh told us not to do. But what did we do to man y'all? Get those two things. Those are two separate issues. Two separate issues. We did not do anything to man. Although we broke Yahweh's commandments. Yahweh said, yes, we would be punished. But get this point, y'all. Get this. We did not do anything to man for man to do the things he did to us. Do y'all understand that? We didn't go and start a war with nobody. Those are two separate issues. Yes, we are to be punished. Yahweh said he was going to give us to a people with the type of attitudes and hearts that they presented to us with the heart of Satan, with the attitude of Satan, with a cold, hard heart who don't have, you know, love to treat us in a way that we're supposed to be treated, treating your fellow man, you know, out of a heart that you would want, you know, your fellow man to treat you. You know, none of that applied because it was Satan's. And Yahweh did use the story of Job, where he, where Job was a righteous man. He did nothing to no one for the things to happen to him that, that did happen to him. But it was also to show 
that God can do what he want to do when he want to do it, regardless to if a person did something or not. It's up to y'all way to use whoever he want to use. So he chose to take us through our punishment with the example of the story of Job. I don't know if y'all get that or not, but that's just to say, black folks that came through the transatlantic slave trade, you are righteous when it comes to these, these folks in America, these colonizers in America, these slave masters in America, because you did nothing to them for them to come and do what they did to you. Now, as we know that you must reap what you sow in this life, that still applies. It applies to anybody who lives in this world. It's a spiritual principle, y'all, that what you do to others will come back to you. It's all a part of living this life. So you must know that what was done to us was out of what was not righteous. It was not a righteous act because we didn't do anything to man. Y'all get that. And that's why you are righteous. And that's why that, that uh, uh, racism must be dismantled because this was only supposed to go down for a 400 year time period. We come to the end of that thing, and, and now I'm getting a little ahead of myself. So let me um, keep reading, and, and I'll get to that part too. Okay, so as I said, you're righteous because you did not do anything to anybody. These people did this to you because we this was an assignment put on us, and we had to be punished. But just know that what you reap, you will sow, and that goes for the colonizers and the slave masters, okay? So, again, uh, today, uh, Weta is an attractive town, the spiritual capital of Benin, uh, with a thriving culture on voodoo, is centered on the voodoo religion, okay? But once the very mention of Quita used to invoke fear among the local population, so, you know, in, in the times of the slave trade or close to that time, it's still just a mention of that name invoked fear among that local population, y'all, because there was such a thing as a tree of forgetfulness there. And let me read to you about this tree of forgetfulness. So in Benin, Guida, the Portuguese, the Dutch, the British and the French all had forts near this town. Built to defend their trading interests, you all. And for more than 200 years, the main commodity they traded was people. Slave traders rounded up men, women, and children. At times, trapping them with nets. Their catchment area stretched deep into Africa, even as far as Ethiopia and Sudan. Once caught, the slaves were forced to walk in trains, Hundreds of miles to Weta. Once there, they were subjected to a brutal process of brainwashing. Okay, there goes that magic, y'all. Okay. Uh, they were made to walk around a supposedly magical tree called the Tree of Forgetfulness. Taken down the slave route that was followed. 
they were uh, made to walk around a supposedly magical tree called the Tree of Forgetfulness. Uh, men had to go around it nine times, women and children seven times. This experience, they were told, would make them forget everything, their name, their family, and the life they once had. Wow. If that don't go back to Psalms 83. Didn't Psalms 83 said that that the, the uh, people around us, the nations around us, got together and caused us to... to uh, uh, Forget our, you know, they, they didn't cause us to forget. They, they, um, I'm trying to word this, this thing right. They, they, uh, get, they came, came together and they, they erased our name from the land, y'all. So this is how this happened. Okay. So you see this right here. Well, I just read to you all that confirms scripture, uh, Psalms 83. So it says in the local lane, no, as if. No, this experience they were told would make them forget everything as if this was not enough. The slaves were then locked into a dark room built to resemble the hulk of a ship. Okay, so that goes to tell you about the um, uh, um, the uh, uh, waters of affliction, you know, where our pe people were transported in the hull of a slave ship. So they got them prepared by locking them in a dark room, okay, for this journey of being trapped down in the hull of this ship. So in the local language, this room was called Zoma, meaning literally there where the light is not allowed. Its foundations are still visible and the place still seemed to elude, to exude Evil spirits and terror. Okay? My point proven, y'all. This this doggone, you know, uh, witchcraft that was assigned to us. And people don't talk about this witchcraft. But then we see witchcraft being done in places like Haiti, you know, and and and, and all those other islands, you know, where um where in, in South America and and um like i said haiti you know where where um witchcraft is very prevalent and that's why it is because it was a part of slavery but we're not taught these things so we don't know what this is all about that we are into we don't even know you know how all of this you know uh worked hand in hand and was assigned to us so as i go along and i discover these things then I'm going to bring them to you so that we can all come into, you know, the uh, uh, knowledge of what this all is that, you know, is over our lives. You know, this this captivity, this this thing called bondage that we are living in today. So in many cases, slave resistance based on performing traditional rituals actually worked in a remarkable inversion. The African slaves were often viewed by their slave masters and church officials as witches and their practices were feared. As Sweet in 2003 puts it, uh, the masters were ac acutely aware of the diabolical powers of African religions because they were based in voodoo. They were based in witchcraft, y'all. And see, that's the thing I just did to... to um, 
broadcast ago, I just did a thing about the Holy Spirit and the ancestors versus the ancestors. You know, uh, spirits are real. They, they, these spirits are the fallen angels. See, you only got two entities that are in the spirit realm. You either got Yahweh and his angels, or you have Satan and his fallen angels. So somebody talking to you in that spirit realm if you're going in there. And that's why we're supposed to go in the spirit realm through the Holy Spirit and not on our own or not with no spirit guide talking to no doggone ancestors. Who are you talking to? Those are not your ancestors. Those are fallen angels, y'all. Because I'm going to tell you, if they were the ancestors, why aren't we out of this doggone punishment? Y'all didn't know nothing about no 400 years. So if these ancestors have all this doggone power, why are we not out of, you know, uh, punishment? Why are we not out of bondage? Why are we not out of ca captivity? If, you know, uh, witchcraft, we can use witchcraft to get out of it. Why? Tell me why. Why, why isn't this thing done, complete, com you know, over us? Because, you know, it was taken from the Bible. This is something Yahweh did. It is not anything that man did. Okay? This came strictly from God because it is a punishment. And so, you know, our people are so splintered and so many different factions believe in this, believe in that. I'm a Jehovah's Witness. I'm a Christian. I'm a Protestant. I'm, I'm a, a Muslim. I'm this. I'm that. You ain't none of that stuff. You are Hebrew that was taken into captivity and bondage. You are Hebrew people who are the tribe of Judah. We are different tribes of the 12 tribes, y'all, who were taken into captivity and bondage or being exiled. And you can find black people who look just like us. Just like us, the American black people, all over the world, all over the world. And they are, they, they are uh, born in, in the countries of Mexico. They're born in the countries of Australia. They're born in the countries of South America. They're born everywhere. And they didn't necessarily get there through no slave trade. Okay? So, uh, uh, uh. They either got there because they went when the continents, okay, in the day of peg leg, y'all know, the world split apart. So people, you know, traveled all around the world at that time as well. So you had people that made, you know, uh, 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 different parts of the earth their places that they live, their, their lands, their homes. So some got there that way, and then others got there through, you know, the exile period of 721 uh, B.C., when the first 10 tribes were exiled out into the world at that time. And then the second time the exile hit was when we, the tribe of Judah, uh, who went, you know, um, into captivity starting as early as 68 A.D., okay, so there were two different times that we went into exile, okay? So you must know that there are people like us, look like us all over the world, all over the world. And they don't look like those Africans because, you know, Africans look totally different than we do, okay? We are a peculiar people, y'all. So just know that... 
okay, that um, we are people who were, who you know, that, that this witchcraft is working over. And it says that, okay, these slave owners, they knew, these slave masters, they knew about the diabolical power of African religions and many that lived in, uh, in constant fear from the witchcraft that their slaves might cast upon them. So this person goes on to describe a number of cases from the 17th and 18th century Brazil of black slaves engaging in various rituals in order to protect themselves from their masters or even directly harm them via supernatural means. Interestingly, Sweet cites Father Andre Jayo Antonio um, warning to those masters who administer excessive punishments that they risk revenge from their slaves in the form of witchcraft or poison. So Owig recounts the view of Johann Lawrence Karsten's a prominent 18th century plantation owner and slaveholder from St. Thomas, who apparently believed that some of his slaves were the masters of witchcraft and were able to project such things as a lump of hair, cut off nails or sharp thin pieces of rusty iron into the bodies of human beings, causing them to die in a short time. The fears of such Supernatural abilities may even have been behind the 1701 Act, making it mandatory that slaves receive instruction in Christianity so that their wild souls, old bad habits, idolatry, witchcraft, murder, and evil would be weakened and broken. Really. So that, that's, that's how all of this came about. And, you know, the thing that witchcraft, you know, was was uh, very prevalent over us and that we don't even know these things, you know, that our people, you know, the ones who believed, you know, in witchcraft used this on these slave masters, but that didn't free us. No matter how much uh, uh, witchcraft was used, it didn't free us because, see, at the time, you know, and still now, this is Satan's tool that he instituted as a part of this, you know, uh, 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 conditions of our captivity and slavery. So just as it was spoken words that was spoken to, spoken over us and different objects and things that were used against us, believe me, we have to speak words again to turn this thing around and maybe this thing is on an individual effort right now until Yahweh comes back and free us because just as his word is true he must come back to free us from all of this he says that he says that uh that that all that, that he shortened the days because all flesh would have died except for, you know, uh, except for the uh, uh, elect. We are the elect, y'all. We have done what the scriptures said that we must do. And that was to fulfill 400 years of punishment. We're now at the end of that thing. So that witchcraft was to last for 400 years. The power of that witchcraft. We're at the end now. So the, the mojo that they used to use... <laughs> 
<laughs> that mojo waning, y'all. That thing is broken. It's, it's, it's being broken over us. That's why, again, that this thing over us, you know, uh, 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 racism has to be abolished. It's got to be torn down, taken apart. It cannot stand any longer. Y'all, y'all must know what this is. Y'all must know what this is. These people have painted us evil because of what Satan has put in their mind about us. None of the thing is true that Satan has put in their hearts and minds and souls about us as a people. I believe that they thought that at the end of this thing, that they were going to have their way with us. With, well, I don't really think that they even saw the end of a thing coming. And if they were smart enough to read the word of God, I think that in the end of this thing, they probably thought that they could just kill us. You know, they use us for what they use, what they've been using us for. But you know what? They've come to find that they have one big problem that is facing them right now. They're dying out as a people. Now, why is this so? Because all of this is tied to Gentile rule. If they are not, you know, a, 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 a people who are, you know, a big population of people, just like it was in, read, read Genesis 9 and 27, how it says that Yahweh will be enlarged, that, that God will cause them to be enlarged. And that's how, you know, they took over because they were such a large group of people. They were enlarged as a people group, but they're dying out as a people group now. So just as he enlarged them to walk into the promise of what Satan was supposed to do in these end times is the same way they're supposed to decrease as a people so that that thing called white superiority can be torn down. So that thing called racism can be dismantled, torn apart, taken apart. It can no longer exist. If they're not a large group of people anymore, how could they have white supremacy anymore? <laughs> they're not all over the world. They can't send themselves all over the world in a powerful force because they're not a large group of people anymore. See how, how this thing have a way of, 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 of shorting itself out, you know? Just as this thing was was a spoken word over them, this this thing have a way of turning itself around, y'all. It's got to turn itself around because they weren't supposed to go past this four hundred years. Okay, now during this four hundred years, you can know that that um, that that you know there are some. The things of Revelation has been planned. All those things that Revelation speaks on that, that will come into fruition is because Satan kingdom has to be taken down. And this is the way Yahweh has, has you know, um, said that it's going to happen. So with the conclusion of this, something uber, a grand proportions happened. When it was time for Satan to be banished from his highest state of the heavenly realm 
uh, to the earth when he was banished from the heavenly realm and brought down to earth. He turned this world topsy-turvy so that people's nations and tongues were used to change the identity of the black races of the Middle East, y'all. He changed the whole identity of Shem. Now we think Shem is the Ottoman Turk. The Ottoman Turk is actually Yafit. Uh, the Ottoman Turk is actually a Gentile. Uh, you can find out who the Gentiles are. G uh, Genesis 10 and 5 tell you who the Gentiles are. They name their nations, y'all. So, yeah, he displaced the whole Middle East and made and changed the whole identity. Now, Shem don't even look like Shem. Shem don't look like us. And we are Shem. We, we, we are Shem. How can we be Shem and they be Shem? Okay? So this thing is going to be exposed for what it truly is. Like Yahweh said, a cover has been pulled over the people. A cover has been pulled over the face of the people. Yahweh going to pull that cover back and expose all this truth, y'all. That's what 2020 is about. Seeing spiritually. Seeing with perfect vision. 2020, y'all. 2020, it comes from this pineal gland, which is a spirit eye. So basically, when the Hebrews were to go into punishment in spiritual Egypt, which is America, Satan and his demons were cast down from heaven to affect the people of the earth. Now, we don't know when Satan was cast down from heaven, y'all. You know, we don't know the time frame of all of this blending in together but i bet you i can tell you this that when he was cast down and his demons were you know were cast out you know to follow him they were kicked down to heaven i mean they were kicked down to earth and see scripture tell you it says woe to them to the inhabitants of the earth for satan has come down among you so you best believe that when when this happened it coincided with the 15th, the 14th, the 15th, the 16th century when slavery happened, y'all. So, under the pretense of magic, Satan used the Gentiles to keep our people under subjection to their system. They were given a gift of people to become enslaved to them and to build a new land that they had overtaken by force. They painted a horrid picture of our people by calling us savage and heathens. This was all done in a time called the Dark Ages. Why did they name it that? Because that is when powers and authority transferred from black people to white people. It was a time in the earth that will never be repeated again. How do I know this? Because the scriptures tells us why this all happened and the next kingdom to come will be the millennium reign. Okay, y'all. So I'm going to conclude this and leave you guys with, you know, the words of what I've just spoken to you all. So you must know that Yahweh don't have no secrets. That what he does in the dark, he going to shout it out in the light. He said he going to shout it out from the rooftops. You know, uh, that he don't throw no rock and hide his hands. So the Gentiles will have to come and confess who they stole as a people. They going to confess out of their mouths that we are the Hebrews, that we are the tribe of Judah here in America. They must do that because they must speak truth. 
This is what, this is a part of what's going on. That That's another reason why racism will be dismantled. They will tell who America has in captivity, who we are as a people. So we've come to an end of another broadcast of Eyes Can See with your host, Eam Shadon Israel. Remember to purchase a copy of my book, Trees of Righteousness, that you can get from Barnes & Noble or you can get it, you know, online from um, Barnes & Noble or from, you know, uh, Amazon. And um, let's learn about our true history. Learn about our true identity and not what they've told us. They told us we were, we, we were Negroes of Ham. We're not Ham's people. We are Shem. We are not Negroes. We are Hebrews. Okay? So we must know who we are. And uh, hey, until next broadcast, I'll see you guys again. Enjoy your day. And be blessed, you all. Mm -hmm.